double again. I want to see a triple doink. It might happen. Doink. Double doink. Double doink. Double doink. Triple doink. Quadruple doink. 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 Double doink right there. Doink. Doink. A double doink. Double doinker. Dicker the kicker. Triple doinks it in. Doink. 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 Double doinks and sackles. Teaching you how to football. Uh, I think everyone knows football because we're only ones here today. Do they? Nah. Have you learned how to football yet? No, I definitely don't. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm here to teach you how to football, man. My name is Travis. I'm Jimmy G, the schoolboy. And (laughs) schoolboy. That one actually caught me off guard this time. And we are here to talk to you a little bit about a week... Six of football. That was week and, six. Uh, a little bit about week seven of football. But we're going to flip this one over. Uh, Fernando's not going to be here today. He's going to a Michelle Branch concert. Apparently, his biggest love life uh, in high school, he said. We sure not. This wasn't Mega Death. I keep thinking it's Mega Death. That can't be Michelle Branch for Fernando. No, he's Michelle Branch is Fernando's. Because uh, that's one of my like favorite artists too. Well, then you should why, have been why? there. Yeah, I should be recording this podcast by myself by this point. You should go join. Oh wait, it's over. It's over. Um, and then uh, Chris Walters has uh, daddy duties to deal with this week, so you are left with uh, Travis and Jimmy G, the schoolboy. So schoolboy. can we get school from you? Oh, you gotta get bigger. If you're gonna be the skull boy, you gotta do a real skull. I already did one later. Yeah. Skull! All right, there, there, we go. there we go. There it is. Um, so, Fernando recorded some comments about week six. So, how about we just press play on that? Shall we? I guess, yeah, shall. This is gonna be a very disjointed episode, so bear with us. And here he is. All right, here we go. I am recording this uh, on a Tuesday night after hosting trivia at Gillies. Uh, we got some uh, chaos going on outside. I'm locked in the back closet. Just giving my recap of the previous week of some of the games that I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to start off with the Vikings and Bears games. One of the sloppiest games I've seen this year. Uh, both teams just look like teams in disarray. More so on the Bears' side since they lost that game. Uh, But, yeah, Vikings defense coming on strong lately. Um, The only way they have a chance against the Niners next week is if uh, all those injuries equal not starting for the Niners because they will get their asses handed to them in prime time. Uh, Defense, again, has been playing better against some shitty teams. Oh, yeah, the Vikings are are two wins. Just want to throw this stat out there. The teams that they have beat, their combined record right now is 1-11. and So the Vikings are 2-0 and against 1-11 and teams. All right, skull, baby. Let's go ahead, but we'll talk about the Niners-Vikings later. Another game I wanted to t- time into, um, are the Niners and Browns. Now look, I watched this game with a couple Niner fans, like three of them to be exact. I was... So cheering for the Browns the whole time, but I kept it together. You got to be a gentleman around your fellow friends who cheer for the teams that you don't like, and I did that. When he missed that field goal, I I I literally put my hand over my mouth, not to cheer. I was like, oh, he missed it, and I, like I covered it up like I was in shock, but really I was in joy. Look, the Niners 
especially their fans, are spoiled. They got the best team in the league. They are still number one. And the Browns, come on. Cleveland, Cleveland and the Vikings are like the same team. They constantly suck. So when that happened, yes, I was happy. I apologize to my people. Jimmy G, the Skull Boy in specific, because he'll be the one editing this together. I apologize for my actions right now. But I do like seeing a good upset, especially when it doesn't involve the Vikings. Unless the Vikings are the one upsetting. Another big upset that I loved this week, the Eagles and Jets. I cannot believe how that game ended. Like, I even said at the point where the Jets were, or the Eagles were winning, it's like, I asked everybody around me, do they run the ball? Just give the Jets less time to score a touchdown and then punt it away and they got to go the length of the field. Well, to get in the field goal range at that point. But... They went back and threw it and threw a near pick six. That was the worst. That was I blame coaching and Jalen Hurts on that. Everything, the Eagles should have dominated that game. The fact that it was 14-12 or 13, whatever it was at that point, it was 14-12, blows my mind. The Eagles will bounce back. I don't know about this week. We'll get into that in a second. But the Jets are not that team. They have a great defense with Zach Wilson at the helm. They are garbage. That's really all I got to say about that. You got one of the top receivers on your team, but if you don't have a good quarterback to get that top receiver the ball, he's almost worthless. I mean, that's 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 it. Another game I wanted to point out was Lions at Bucks. Like Lions came in heavy favorites. I actually picked the Bucks last week to win this game. It might have been a little biased since the Lions are in our division and in first place. However, the Lions came out and just dominated. Like, it was, I kept looking up like, come on, Bucks, do something. They couldn't do anything. The Lions are, they're a top five team in the NFC. I mean, I'll, do I dare say top three team in the NFC behind the Eagles and Niners? Oh. I, I can't believe I'm saying it. I don't even feel dirty because the Lions are so garbage. Always. But they're doing it. I feel like Detroit, I never have hate for Detroit. Like, even when they beat the Vikings, it's like, good for you. You guys did it. You're always the laughing stock, at least of the division. So, that's all I got to say about the Lions in that quick recap. The Giants at Bills. I was... Sp- Hoping so badly for a third huge upset. And I will say, I think the Giants got robbed on the final play with one second. There was a massive holding call on the Giants' tight end, Darren Waller. Massive holding call that was not called. People want to say the NFL is rigged. I don't want to believe it. But the Giants should have and could have. I'm going to say could have won that game. But they they made some bonehead play calls throughout that game. But good for the Giants. E for effort. But you're still an L in my book. And then a quick little recap of that Monday night game. Cowboys and Chargers. It started off fun. Both teams getting touchdowns. I'm like, this is the high scoring game I'm hoping for. 7-7. Halfway through the first quarter. I'm thinking, all right, here we go. This is the 
45-42 game I've been waiting for this year. And then both offenses just turned into sloppy. I don't think it was good defense. I think it was sloppy offensive play just right after that. That that's all I got to say about that. Both teams are I, I don't know. They're they're better than what they are, but they're playing down to the competition. So, Cowboys will make the playoffs I think in the NFC cuz the NFC is weaker. Chargers probably not in the AFC at this point of the season just cuz the NFC or the sorry, the AFC is that much more potent than the NFC. And that is all I got to say about our week six recap. Uh, so let's just dive into the Eagles Jets game off of Fernando's um, thing. I mean, once again, I disagree with Fernando being uh, talking about Zach Wilson being a garbage quarterback. I think I've I've kind of touted the system quarterback for the past couple weeks. Um, Brock Purdy. Is a system quarterback if you break down the system, and that broke down last week. Uh, we can talk about that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out your system quarterback has a little struggle. Once again, being a system quarterback is not a terrible thing in the NFL right now. Uh, it gives you chances to do it. Tom Brady was a system quarterback for multiple years until like he learned how to play uh, quarterback well. Zach Wilson did not keep the the Jets out of this game <laughs> at all. I mean. So I was I was listening back to Fernando's uh, thing. I was looking at ESPN's percentage of, of uh, chance to win. At the two-minute mark, at the two-minute warning, the Eagles had the highest percentage of winning that they had the entire game. It was 84.1% chance to win the game. The entire, t- up to that point? Up until that point, that was the highest percent they had to win the entire game. You could see... This right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, even here... Well, we had like an 85.4 mark mm. somewhere here in like the second half when they were up. I certainly didn't think the Eagles were going to lose to this. 14 to 9. Yeah, you know I, mean? I didn't think the Eagles would lose that game. I, I felt like they were doing just enough just to eke it. And then when it became two-point lead, I went, $1 bet the Jets yeah. win this game. Well, at, yeah, at, at the two-minute mark, it was a 84.1% chance to win the game, and then they throw the interception. And then it drops significantly. As soon as the interception is thrown, uh, I shit you not, the win probability for the Jets goes to 91.3%. Um, the thing about the Eagles is the same thing I said last week. I, like I'm going I'm to stick to this as, as well. Uh, they have not gotten their offense together. A.J. Brown is a monster in, in, amongst men by this point. I mean, he is he's like Braun Strowman for any you know WWE fans out there by that point. Yeah. Uh, he is just a monster amongst men. I've watched that man like rip balls out of people's hands. Uh, they've kind of gotten away from the running game. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. DeAndre Swift, 10, 10 carries for 18 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, 2 carries for 13 yards. Jalen Hurts, the leading rusher for 8 carries, 47 yards by this point. They just haven't clicked yet on offense. The defense is still sort of there. Uh, I think the offensive line is still sort of there. I think they, they lost Lane Johnson this week. That's going to be something to pay attention to going forward. But the Jets... <laughs> The Jets have found Zach Wilson in just not doing it. He had zero turnovers in this game. He did enough for them to stay in that game That's close. It. That's all he did. You, yeah. have, you have arguably the best defense in the league. 
you have a great running back committee back there. Brees Hall um, wasn't great, but he did enough once again. I mean, I I don't I don't see how the Jets might not make the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. Brees Hall was their entire offense, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was just pretty much everything. Well, he's thirty nine. What thirty nine rushing yards and fifty four uh, receiving yards. Garrett Wilson eight receptions for ninety yards. By that point, Zach Wilson nineteen of thirty three for one hundred eighty six. I mean, once again, it's not a sexy offense. No, nope, we got the touchdown for him. Garrett Wilson a good usage. Defense held them in, and. Eagles kind of made Eagles had you know, hurts had three picks I believe right yeah that's that's not going to help you win a game and you have to play perfectly after that and yeah I I, I thought this was a trap game at, early on and I just knew that there was going to be problems for them if they weren't going to be focused and they were not focused in this game well I think I had the Jets covering the game um, I didn't have them winning but but I mean <laughs> no none of us did yeah. Fly Jets fly. I I, I don't know how, how to the, That's how the we, Vikings yeah. Bears would be the next one that we can actually cover based on what Fernando said. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a sloppy game. Uh, it was kind of terrible. I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't have any turnovers in this game. Uh, by this point, the the Vikings are still trying to figure out their their running game by this uh, point of the season, and their passing game is you know kind of left without a lot. Without uh, you know JJ back there, uh, TJ Hawkinson being like your leading receiver, fifty yards. Uh, losing Justin Fields didn't hurt the Vikings by this point. They yeah, Badgett had about the same on the stats. <laughs> about a he had a little bit more passing yardage. Also, he, he could if if we see more Badgett for like four or five games, he could be a system quarterback. Maybe who knows how long Fields is out. But, um, yeah, I don't believe it was really his fault either. I just felt like Vikings defense had a little bit. Um, I like – and the Vikings are no longer a long ball team now. There's, the long ball is completely out of the equation now. They just, yeah, there's no JJ, so you got to go Osborne or Addison. Hawkinson's going to really feast on whatever, like – Cousins can feed him. He's stuff, gonna but. feast. I think Addison's gonna find the deep ball eventually. So I think this offense is gonna find its way um, eventually in it. Uh, once again, I, I still will hold back what I said last week. I think the Lions are gonna line themselves up eventually uh, in all of it. Um, we'll go to the 49ers Browns game mm. uh, now. No Deshaun Watson. Uh, I do want to touch on Deshaun Watson real fast. Not too much, Deshaun. Hear me out of this one. Didn't, no one asked for anything. No one's. I'm not asking for it. Uh, now, hear me out of this one. He's got uh, what he's calling a rotator cuff injury right now. Uh, we talked about last week how like he doesn't have to play and still get paid. No. Yeah, he's a... Uh... He has a pretty uh, good position right now. It's just a moment. The, the the public opinion is the only thing that he's really suffering in right now, which I don't know really affects him anything. If you can just ignore it. I mean, I imagine he doesn't care because he's guaranteed two hundred forty-six million, two hundred fifty million. It's a lot. It's a lot. Something stupid yeah. like that. Um, but they interviewed Deshaun Watson this week, and actually, he said, uh, "I can't put a timeline on my return right now." I have no idea when I'm ready to come back. Even though we know two weeks ago he was out there warming up, throwing balls, everything like that. Ago. So beyond that, uh, tell me what happened in this game. 
Niners deserve to lose this game. They were very stagnant on offense. Um, CMC had a, this consecutive touchdown streak extend, but they lost Debo early. Um, CMC had that oblique injury. Trent Williams went out. Trent Williams stayed in just for just to protect Purdy because he knew like if he wasn't there, Purdy might get hurt because that Cleveland defense was stifling them all game. They couldn't do anything. Um, they had like a average lead up to a certain point and then just kind of slowly slipped away. Um, Moody missed two key field goals. Turns out, and um, his family was in the stands. Was he? Oh, damn! Yeah. Uh, I saw like, a viral video of some Cleveland fan watching the game at home. And to the left of the TV, he was holding a, this fan just to symbolize maybe pushing that ball right. And it did. Good for him. Ha ha. Um, yeah, that that ending, I was like really fearful. I felt like Fernando with the kickers. And I was like, he's going to freaking miss this, isn't he? Like 41 yards. That's, e- oh, yeah. Nope. And as the ball kicked... Went right, right. I went, yep, I knew it. That was too easy a game to, like, pull out a win. They didn't deserve it. Bosa didn't deserve, think they did deserve to win. Trap game, as I said. Um, but I didn't think they'd actually lose it. I thought they would be close. No, I thought they'd actually win the game, especially with the... Uh, I'm going to go back to he who shall not be named. I uh, didn't play in that game. Um, I'm going to jump over to the Seahawks-Bengals game real fast. Okay. Um, that was kind of an ugly game. Yeah, I don't really feel like that's the borough that I saw against the Cardinals. And Seahawks are much better than the Cardinals, so that would make a lot of logical sense that he didn't do as well against the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I don't think he's completely perfectly healthy, but he did enough to win, which isn't saying I don't feel confidence <laughs> how, they, how they played. Um, her friend Timmy was like, I think, pleasantly surprised they won. Wasn't really sure they would win, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow's shoulders right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest things, I mean, he did enough to win the game. I mean, 180, uh, was 85 yards by this point, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, they still can't get the running game going. Um, I think missing P. Ryan is kind of a bummer for him right now. Uh, Chase had another solid game with six receptions, 80 yards. I mean, Gino threw for 326 yards this game. Um, the two interceptions obviously hurt him a lot. The running game is going. I think the Seahawks aren't dead. I think they're still like right there in the waters. Uh, but I, I think we're starting to see like that midseason turnaround for the Bengals. And I think this is kind of the game. This is an ugly game, but you know, even good teams have to win ugly games sometimes. What's the, what's the deal with Mixon? Not really. I guess it really makes sense with Bro being pressured a lot. Mixon doesn't have room to run. He doesn't have any kind of like ability to establish the running game. 12 carries, 38 yards, no touchdowns. Kind of like lackluster. A little bit. Um, I, I think he's going to turn it on. Uh, like it's it's not a it's not. I mean it's a it's a buy low on Mixon right now for me when it comes down to fantasy football. But sure, yeah. um, I I still think that Mixon has it in him. And once that offense starts turning around, I mean they're coming off a buy this week. Oh uh, well, sorry. Come on, buy next. Next they week. have to buy this week. Yeah, next week the buys this week. Come on, buy next week. Watch him kind of heal up a little bit, like figure it out. Uh, I know Higgins has been dealing with like the rib injury right now. Uh, they they have a lot of injuries right now that maybe might be able to heal up a little bit with the bye week. Uh, 
So we'll see what happens, man. I, I like. I'm not. I'm not out of the Bengals. I think this is the beginning of the Bengals' um, kind of midseason dominance. It's kind of what they've done in the past so far. Uh, I just want to touch on one thing real fast. Uh, the Jaguars dominated Gardner Minshew's um, revenge game. I guess it was. There were a lot of revenge. I, games, I mean, yeah. there were so many throws that Gardner Minshew made in this game that I thought like he might have still thought he was playing for the Jaguars. He had a few picks, didn't he? He kept throwing to that as a Jaguar players, and um, not surprising. Yeah, I didn't like, get that. Oh, Siri must try again. Siri, 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 again. There's three picks Gardner Minshew had. Um, probably thought he was still playing for the Jaguars, obviously. There you go. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Also, uh, you don't have to shave your facial hair. I don't have to shave my facial hair. You won about $5 bucks from us. Yeah, very, very well. Uh, the Ravens and the Titans uh, thought they were actually playing soccer in England. Uh, there were so many field goals in this game. <laughs> Did you, you, you um, did you wake up in time to watch this? I woke up for about the second half and decided to go back to sleep. Um, I had it in the bed. I had my phone. had a YouTube TV on the phone. Like, this is gross. And just field goal uh, after field goal after field goal. There were nine field goals kicked in this game. Yeah. Just to put that Not into pretty. perspective. Uh, the Panthers lost. Uh, Commies Falcons was okay. Uh, Commies ended up pulling it out. Uh, there were some definite, some big mistakes by Desmond Ritter at the end of the game. By that point, um, if you're a Falcons fan, I think you got to stick with Desmond Ritter right now. He's going to go through some kind of growing pains, but I, like he's shown enough, I think, in this season so far to like yeah. kind of keep with him. I thought he was bad at first, but I think he's showing something now. And let me just check the stats. Yeah, 307 yards passing. Two touchdowns, three picks. Yeah, still making some mistakes. But I think he's like, I think yeah, Kyle Pitts had a good game. Drake London had a huge game. Um, yeah, I think he, they're utilizing the receivers again, and that can only mean good things for their that team. He's growing, man. Uh, speaking of growing, we're talking about C.J. Stroud real fast. Finally threw his first pick. Of the season. Oh, that's not my wrong hot take of the week. That is unfortunate for him. But, however, the Texans did hold on to win this game. A great uh, defensive hold by the end of the game. Uh, A couple questionable non-calls, I feel like, at the end of the game. Uh, But the Saints didn't do enough to win it. Uh, Patriots Raiders. Patriots are lost right now, man. That was a gross game. They are lost. Uh, Lions-Bucks, if you want to talk about that one. The Lions-Bucks. I didn't really notice this game out in the corner, Um, but I I saw a play. Um, This is more for fantasy-wise, but Mike Evans had this huge 92-yard touchdown pass possibility, but he got deflected a line. The Lions picked it off. Lions are... uh, they're really good, and now they're like tied for the best, best one of the best six teams. And I'm wondering whether or not I would rank them like three, or four, maybe higher in the NFL. In the NFL, not just the conference. Well, maybe just the NFC. Nice. So, so if you were to go off in the NFL right now, they're the top three in the NFL. Who's your top five in the NFL? In order. I would right now, based on that. What just happened? I would still, I would still put the Niners first. I would then probably put the Chiefs second, Eagles third. Uh, no, I put the line. Yeah, I put the Lions third, Eagles fourth, maybe Dolphins fifth, and the Bills sixth. Ooh. Yeah, 
think you're wrong on that one. Uh, I still go Niners first. Uh, Chiefs second. Uh, I got to go Eagles third still. I know they just lost, but once again, I mean, you guys lost to the Browns. I lost to the Jets. I got to go Dolphins fourth. I might give you Lions fifth. Mm-hmm. Lions fifth right now. I, I, I might be willing to go there. The Lions have a very nice schedule. After coming up. And we'll talk about that in yeah. a few weeks if, if they can maintain that schedule. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, mm. done and done. Uh, the only <laughs> thing on that one, uh, Karen Williams ends up getting injured. Uh, that's a bummer for those of those that have uh, fantasy. The Bills struggled against the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same comments that Fernando had. And that game, I want to see an upset. I want to see that upset so bad. And... This was the careless Josh Allen game again, where just he, I don't know why they, was 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 it Tyrod that good to keep them like offense moving? They had Saquon back, that certainly helps their offense. Um, but yeah, that end that end play definitely should be another play. Well, I think I think Tyrod adds it's a different dimension to the offense by that point. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be a, a like a Almost like a run first, run first and a half type quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, which puts your offensive line into a different position. They have to start moving around a lot more. There were a lot of penalties called against the Giants early in the season. Um, when your quarterback starts moving around, you're going to get illegal man downfield. You're going to get some holding calls because, like, you have to make time for your quarterback as they move around or make the decision to run the ball. Tyrod Taylor is going to be a pocket passer. That's what he's going to do. He's going to drop back. He's going to get the ball out within like three and a half, four seconds tops. He's going to start hitting things in the middle of the field, downfield, across the middle that maybe they're not going to do, which is going to keep the defense offense by that point, which is going to open up the run game. It's just a different offense. That's what it is. When you have a Daniel Jones offense, you have to worry about your quarterback scrambling around trying to make plays with his feet. Tyrod Taylor is a pocket passer. Like he's the quintessential pocket passer by that point. So he's just going to play within the offense that he has. I think the question is uh, a legitimate question. I think you're paying Daniel Jones $40 million. Tyrod Taylor kept you against the Bills right now. If Daniel Jones can't go again this week and Tyrod Taylor pulls up in the week, there's, there's an argument there to keep Tyrod Taylor kind of around, I think. I mean, it won't happen. It won't happen. He didn't only get three sacks, and I felt like if Daniel Jones was playing this, that would have been a lot. A lot more. Yeah, a lot more. I feel like Tyrod at least got out of the pocket, was able to avoid sack or two. But Tyrod was 24-36 for 200 yards. He didn't have a, touching, a touchdown. <laughs> what a stat line. 24-36 of 36 for 200 yards. But he also didn't have any turnovers. He did not. And only three sacks. He didn't have any fumbles, right? No fumbles? No fumbles. fumbles. He's good to go. I mean, like, once again, I think Tyrod, Tyrod's one of the better backups that you can have in the NFL right now. I don't hate him, man. I, I don't I don't hate against the fact that, like, maybe he might be the answer this year and Daniel Jones is not for $40 million. And let's go to Monday night. Let's talk about Monday night. <laughs> oh, this game. Yes. Um... I don't have a lot to say about Monday night. I have a lot to say about the, the broadcast focus, hyper-focus on a fan. We'll get to that in a second. But the football, um, yay, the Cowboys beat a very beatable Chargers team. Good for them. Does that mean they're not flawed anymore? No, they are still flawed. 
They just lost 42 to 10. There is no, I don't understand how all the pundits think, oh, are they, are they back? Oh, did they right the ship? Dak does really, really well if he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but sometimes he does, and that's why he really is really bad sometimes. And that's why his, his long, longevity for this team may not be long if he continues to do that. We're, we're not here to discuss the longevity by that point. We're here to discuss what happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened on Monday, I believe, was that they found the flaw in the Chargers' offense by that point. The defense was able to hold up, even being down multiple people. Um, and they put Justin Herbert in positions where, like, he had to make plays. Um, and I still believe that he is that quarterback that made the play in the fourth quarter. Uh, it wasn't this week. It wasn't in the playoffs last week, uh, last year. Um, but, man, they could not get the, the, the run game going against that Dallas defense. Um, they couldn't really perform, I think, in the red zone. Uh, by that point, um, I think at the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys defense, once again, Dallas Cowboys defense will always put the Dallas Cowboys offense. That's a weird thing to say back to back. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys defense will always put the Dallas Cowboys offense into a position to not lose the game. And they did that time after time after time in this game. Like, I mean, it was, I mean, the Chargers would go four and fourth. They would, they would try something like in the red zone. They couldn't, like, get the seven. And Dak had to go out, and all he had to do was not lose the game. No That's picks. it. Took five sacks, but still, he did enough to win the game. And it doesn't seem like the Chargers were much up for that effort. I don't know how much longer um, Brandon Staley has with this team, but that team. Yeah, Eckler looked horrible. Horrible. Keenan Allen's still doing well. I think they have enough uh, weapons out there with uh, Josh Palmer out there doing 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 some stuff. Keenan Allen's always just getting every pass thrown his way. Herbert's doing good, but they against that Dallas defense, I don't think they had a chance in this game, and I don't think they had the intestinal fortitude to win this game. No, I just I think Chargers gonna charge, man. Uh, and I'll I'll give it up to you for. Um... That fan? That fan. Um, yeah, uh, this is just like a pet peeve of the media now, but I have no idea. She appeared constantly on Twitter, constantly in the broadcast, and I just don't understand. And she had like this whole like past of being a Vikings fan, which tickled the hell out of Fernando, apparently. And um, I just love how they used that, and they interviewed her the day after, and I just don't understand how... ESPN and some of the media just like to focus on that, and then they give Dallas like, "Oh, Dallas is back. That's fine. We're good. They're good." No, they're not. They're still Dallas is still flawed in some way, and I just hate how they were not focusing on the right thing. That's all. Well, I'm glad I picked the Cowboys last week, and I, uh, I did too. I think that'll wrap up our uh, first half takes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll be right back with uh, more Fernando clips from the back closet at Gillies. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials. So instead of a commercial today, um, it's actually Fernando's birthday. And I've also been trying to relearn the violin. So let's see how this goes. 
and many more. All right, Fernando back here. Just going over a couple of my week seven predictions. I just want to give you guys a reminder of our scenario here. I am in the back cabinet of Gillies. Just got done hosting trivia. I've been drinking all night. There's a lot of commotion just outside of the recording studio here at Gillies. And uh, that is what we're saying. So I'm just going to throw a couple of things out there for some week seven predictions as I won't be there because, you know, I'm the 41-year-old going to see Michelle Branch in concert here in San Diego. But a couple games I just wanted to just throw a couple things out there. One game that doesn't look sexy, but I kind of think will be entertaining. Falcons at Bucks. So we got the 3-3 three and three Falcons, the 3-2 and two Bucks. They are, like, in line for this division. Like, anybody could win this. Everyone was going to give it to the Saints. I know Chris Walters thinks it's the Saints division to lose. But both teams are right behind the Saints. And uh, Tampa Bay with two-and-a-half-point favorites. I do like... I, I like the Falcons all year. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm a little biased because I have Bijan Robinson, and I feel like he's going to take over eventually. But Desmond Ritter has looked like trash. But so has Baker Mayfield. I just think this game, it's two mediocre teams going at it, and it's going to make for a good football game because blowouts, come on, blowouts suck. We want to see a good, entertaining game. That's what I see when I see this Falcons-Bucks game. Another game I looked at that I'm really uh, inspired by, Lions at Ravens. Ravens have looked good and terrible. Lions have looked pretty consistently good all year. They have their one loss against uh, the Seahawks team, who, again, Seahawks are hit or miss every week. But this game, like, I, I'm definitely going to cheer against the Lions because, I mean, you know, my, my boys, the... Vikings have a chance still at the division at this point of the season. I just I think this will be a very entertaining game. And the way the Lions defense played against the Bucks last week, I think the Ravens are coming off of a another win against overseas, but they still got that sloppy taste in their mouth from that Schittsburg Steelers game. I think this will be a game. I'm not going to say a prediction yet. I will send my predictions into uh, Jimmy G, the Skull Boy. And he will uh, let you know what I think about this game. Uh, let's see. Another game. Ooh, I just want to talk about the shit show game of the week, which I think is the Packers at Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos. Just going to throw it out there. It's in the Mile High Stadium. I'm going to say high, the highest scoring game of the weekend. I'm not going to be doing a hot take. That's my hot take of the week, though. I will, I will chug some hot sauce the next week for that one. Packers-Broncos. I might be wrong. But I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there. Highest scoring game of the week, sloppy versus sloppy. A very intriguing game this week. Uh, still in the uh, later games, Chargers at Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs have not looked like themselves, but they keep pounding out the victories. Some may say the refs are helping them with that. I don't disagree with that. Uh, but the Chargers are a team that played down to their competition. Now they're playing a team where they got to play up to the competition. And the Chargers know how to do that. They like to charger themselves. I mean, I think this will be a very close game. Division rivals. Again, the Chargers know how to turn it on when they're, they sh 
I mean, not when they should, because that's when they screw themselves. They turn it on when they're not supposed to. That's what I wanted to say. I think the Chargers will keep it close, but this will be a good, very good entertaining game. And one of my favorite matchups of the week, we have the 5-1 and one Dolphins. The 5-1 and one Eagles. It is in Philly. Uh, this, I already said Packers and uh, Broncos would be the highest scoring game because it's so sloppy. But this will be up there, or this could be one of those games where they just take away their deep balls, you know, their big play kind of situations. Uh, but I think this is going to be the best game of the week as far as talent goes. I mean, possibly the best team in the AFC versus the top one or two teams in the NFC. I mean, Niners are still up there even after that horrible game against the Browns. I just want to throw that out there for my Niner fans listening. Uh, but, yeah, this game... If I'm going to quote Chris Collinsworth, he'll be calling it. Now here's a game. And we're back. Um, well, first off, freedom. Gilly's recording room? Was it, it was like a studio? It's, it's not a recording room. <laughs> it was hardly a recording studio. I heard people yelling in the background by that point. So uh, why don't you lead me through Fernando's takes? All right, so let's uh, let's start with that first game we talked about: Falcons Bucks. Falcons Bucks. Falcon Bucks favored by two and a half. Um, I picked the Bucks to win this game, even though he pretty much shit on Desmond Ritter and the Falcons are feisty. Um, I think the Bucks are slightly better team at home, judging by the two and a half point spread. But I had the Bucks to win this game. Um, I really didn't think this was a great game to like focus, but what do you think? Yeah, everyone else picked the Bucks to uh, win this game and cover. I mean, I'm going to take Tampa Bay on this one to win the cover as well. Um, I think Desmond Ritter might have a decent game. I mean, the Bucks are giving up uh, 265, it looks like right now. Uh, passing yards like a game. The the Falcons are not, uh, but they're not playing at home right now either. So I think I think Desmond Ritter. I think this will be a very close game. I think it's going to be like a field goal game esque. Uh, but give me the Bucks in this game. All right, and the uh, let's just start from the beginning. Let's kind of go through these things. Um, Thursday night game, Jaguars at Saints. Saints favored by one. Now um, Fernando picked the Saints to win this. So did Chris. I believe in the Jaguars because I feel like this game is winnable for them. Um, I am a little bit concerned about Trevor Lawrence and his knee. Um, I am I, I, familiar with it, their backup and C.J. Beathard if he had to play. He could probably just hit those short. He definitely has a long pass, but I still pick the Jaguars to win this game. So everyone's concerned about Trevor Lawrence's knee. Uh, he's gone in for some MRIs. I think it's a little bit smoke screen right now. Um, he went out of the game. Uh, it was it was it was a BS play too. Like we watched the play tonight. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the man definitely twists his knee like while he was going down. It was a necessary like twist by that point. Um, he had like an ankle injury at the the end of last year that everyone was like very worried about. Um, and he didn't come back out to kneel the ball. He came back out last week and kneeled the ball. 
I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be an issue in this game. I think his knee is fine. I think, once again, I think it's a smokescreen. I think they can do it. I think it's betting down the line. I'm going to hit Jags in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence comes out, throws for about 220 yards and two touchdowns. I'll say he even rushes for 20 yards. Ooh. Is that your hot take? We're not going to do Don't think we're going to do hot takes this week. Well, we might. We don't know. Plus or minus 20 yards? Maybe. Plus over 20. All right. Um, early game. There are no butt crack ass of dawn games this week. Thank God. Those only games are done. We're going to go to Frankfurt, I think, coming up. But uh, first game, uh, Raiders at Bears. Raiders favored by three. I think nearly everyone picked the Raiders to win and cover. Um, I... That was bear, that bear team. Justin Fields isn't playing. It's in Chicago, and the Raiders are favored by three. And the Raiders are not a good team. Um, I think there's enough weapons on that Raiders team to eke out a win over the Bears. So give me the Raiders. Ah, oh, give me the Raiders all day on this one. All right, going next game. We've got Browns at Colts. Colts Browns are favored by two and a half. Um, nearly everybody picked the Browns to win um, after that upset over the Niners. What's to you, Trav? I mean, uh, it's at home for Indy by this point. Um, Deshaun Watson is still talking about how he doesn't uh, feel comfortable enough to play yet. But, I mean, I would feel comfortable not to play, too, if I'm making almost, I don't know how much million dollars a game by this point. Uh, do you have that number? How, mu- how much is Deshaun Watson making? Um, if you can just a little, per game. A little, like, a little delay there, Deshaun Watson. Salary, I'm sure it's like in a hundred, two hundred million or something like that. Two hundred fifty million dollars. Two hundred thirty million dollar contract for five years. There you go. That is oh, and that's forty four, forty five million dollars signing bonus. Holy crap! Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Can't touch him. It's almost like uh, he's just gone Medicare or something. It's like I'll take the I'll take the time. I mean, the sick if, leave. if that was Medicare, I'd definitely take Medicare by this yeah, point. Definitely. Uh, but he's yeah. definitely making a whole ton of money regardless of whether or not he takes the field. I didn't mention this earlier. P.J. Walker played a dec- an, an adequate game to keep that team in. He was not terrible. Yeah. He was not terrible against like, one of the best defenses. Uh, however, Colts go back home. We're still looking at Jonathan Taylor like kind of getting this thing back going on. Um, their defense... Was not terrible last week. Um, they weren't good, but they weren't terrible last week. And the offense, if they could just control the turnovers, I think the Colts actually win this game. Well then. Um, next game, Bills at Pats. Bills are favored by 8.5. Everyone seems to think the Bills will win. Fernando thinks the Pats will cover. I and Chris do not think they'll cover. That Patriots team is... Pretty lame, and um, even though it's a home game, Belichick would probably have uh, some ideas to stop Josh Allen. Ultimately, I don't think they have enough weapons, and I think the Bills will win and cover. I don't know, man. Give the Patriots cover this game. I just, I, I think it's just, it's it's too hard to fit, like, some of these divisional games sometimes. This is going to be a hard one. Uh, I think the Patriots will keep it close enough. Uh, maybe Matt Jones, like, has, like, a resurgence. Like, he knows, like, his lease is short right now. Um, maybe Rondé Stevenson has uh, a couple touchdowns in this game. Uh, but give me the Patriots to cover this game. All right, next up we have Commies at the Giants. Commies are favored by 2.5 over that win over the Falcons. Now they have 2.5 over the Giants. We all picked the Commies to 
win and cover. That'd be Fernando, myself, and Chris. What do you say, Trav? I'm going to take the Giants in this game, man. Um, I think that Tyrod Taylor brings another dimension to the offense, as we we talked about before. Uh, I think the commies are on the border of like maybe like trading off some of like their best defensive players. Um, I I don't believe that the commies believe in themselves right now. Uh, give me the Giants to win this game at home. We're on to the next game, the last of the early games, the one that Fernando talked about that was very interesting. Lions at Ravens. Ravens favored by three. Um, this game has some potential. It's kind of a, a GPS game for the Lions. Where are they? Can they beat a, a hot and cold team like the Ravens? It's in Baltimore. Fernando did pick the Ravens to win this game and cover. I still believe in the Lions. So did Chris. We both picked the Lions to win this game. Um, I don't think... I think the Lions are capable of winning this game, and I feel like they will win this game and cover. Or or just just win. Sorry. No. Give me the Ravens coming back home uh, to MNT Bank Stadium. Uh, The weather's supposed to be really nice, like 64 degrees. Uh, Yeah, partly cloudy. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to kind of show up in this game. I think the Lions are going to be brought down just a peg. I think it's about that time of the season. They're 5-1. 5-2 still really manageable. Uh, I think the Ravens are, are hungry, and they need this win. Very well. All right, on to the afternoon games. First on slate is the Steelers at the Rams. Rams are favored by three. Um, nearly everyone here picked the Rams to win. Deontay Johnson is... Still yet to come back for the Steelers. Um, might make them a little feisty, but uh, we all picked the Rams. How'd you pick, Trav? Yeah, Rams all day. All right. I think there's much else to talk about this game. Uh, other game, um, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks by eight. Um, yeah, the uh, the Seahawks. Fernando picked the Seahawks to win, but the Cardinals to cover. Chris picked the Seahawks to win outright and, and cover. I think the Seahawks are going to be able to handle a Cardinals team that. Um, I think they're running off uh, that that energy that they start upsetting the Cowboys, and I just feel like the Seahawks are just a better team and are capable of covering that eight. I mean, Kyler Williams uh, going to practice this week. No, nope, he will not be there. But he's practicing. He's practicing, but... He's on his way back. Uh, so I think Dobby Dimes like has like the, the clock... Taking close. Uh, I think he's going to keep it really close versus Seahawks. I, I don't think the Seahawks are sexy enough to like blow this out, but like eight points. So give me the Seahawks to win the game, but let the Cardinals cover. All right, on to uh, Fernando's hot take game of the week. Packers at Broncos. Packers by one solitary point. This game is in Denver. Fernando did say he just picked the Broncos to win this game because this game could – be a little ugly, but also high scoring. Um, I don't know if I just put words in his mouth. I picked the Packers to win this game and cover that one point. I feel like the Broncos are still not a very good team, and you get better. Jordan Love will probably get a little better against this defense to score. Chris did pick the Broncos to win this also. Um, how about you? Oh, man. Uh, Aaron Jones is supposed to come back this week after uh, missing so many weeks coming off a bye. Aaron Jones is going to play in this game. Christian Watson didn't look terrible the last time he was out. Um, I think this is going to be a blowout. 
high uh, scoring. Give me the Packers all day. Really, really high scoring. You think? No, because I don't think the Broncos are scoring points. <laughs> that's that's why I'm against the highest scoring game of the week. <laughs> uh, I don't think the Broncos have scored that many points. Russell Wilson has looked absolutely terrible uh, so far this year. Um, yeah, give me give me the Packers. Uh, I'll say Jordan Love, like two touchdowns, maybe three. Oh, sounds good for my fantasy team in the lead. I don't care about. All right, Chargers at last game of afternoon game slate. Chargers at Chiefs. Fernando did say this game seems very, very uh, interesting as well. Chiefs are favored by five and a half. Um, Fernando picked the Chiefs to win. Chris picked the Chargers to win. Fernando picked the Chiefs to win and cover. I also agree with what he said about the Chargers play to their competition. Like most mediocre teams like the Chargers, they will play to their competition. Um, This game is a home game for the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs, they don't look as great as they should but it's also early i think the refereeing is another thing to talk about maybe also just they've gone away with a lot of stuff um, i believe the chiefs will still win this game and cover but it's going to be interesting how the chargers respond to this game uh this game is not gonna be close um it might be close in the first half but the Chiefs are going to blow this thing up in the second half. Uh, the Chargers just don't know how to cover right now. Um, they also don't know what's going on in offense right now. And, I mean, essentially, if you shut down Keenan Allen, like, let, let's see what the Chargers can do from that point. Give me the Chiefs to win and cover this game. All right. Sunday night, the game of the week, I feel. Um, I don't, probably you agree with me as well, Trav. Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles by two and a half in Philadelphia. This is probably a juggernaut match. If I didn't, if I thought the 49ers Cowboys was a juggernaut match, this is probably equally a juggernaut match. Um, everyone, I'll say, let you pick, make your pick, Trav. Pick the Dolphins to win this game against the spread. Um, I agree. This Dolphins team is going to finally have an opportunity to show what they're capable of. I expected them to do that against the Bills, and they laid an egg and had their only loss against the Bills and lost badly. This Eagles team is beatable. The Dolphins can certainly do it. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, no, give me the Dolphins this game. Um, I I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Mm. Um, I think both defenses are not – like they're going to have to go below for below on this one. Um I think the Dolphins can put up a ton of points against that offense, and I think the Eagles are going to have to respond. I think this might be the wake-up call, and God help the NFC if the Eagles actually wake up after this game and learn how to use their offense. But they're going to have to use their offense against the Dolphins. Yeah, It's going to have to be what it is. But I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. But I think the Eagles, uh, man, they might only lose like maybe two more games like in the oncoming Season. The Eagles do play the Niners eventually later. They do play the Cowboys twice on their schedule. If the Cowboys are that team to do what they do. They're not. No, they're not. Um, all right. Um, Monday night, 49ers go to Minnesota to play the Vikings. 49ers are favored by seven. Um, how about we start with what... Fernando and I broke down on this game. We did record a little clip about us breaking this game down. So let's go to that. 
All right, we are still in the back studio of Gillies recording this. It is Jimmy G, the Skull Boy, speaking with Fernando, and we're going to talk about that Monday night game, Niners at Vikings. This was a game I had ideas of going to, not so much anymore. But, I was uh, I was invited to go to this game, and I said no. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it had to do with uh, primetime Kirk Cousins and yeah, be a the first reason. Yeah. stout Niners team, specifically stout Niners defense. It's gonna, I was looking forward, to, looking forward to some Juicy Lucy's, but yeah. That's you it. can still go to Minneapolis. You don't need me to go with you. No, go no, with, I, could, I could go with Get Goods to go, get Josh to go, get your yeah. Niner people to go. Have yourself a Juicy Lucy and watch this game. So here's the thing about this game. Like, I... I I mean, the Niners are gonna win. It's there's no way. Even they, with like, suppose McCaffrey's not playing, Debo's not thing. playing, Trent Williams not playing. If Trent Williams, McCaffrey, and Debo don't play, the Vikings, I think, will still lose. But they have a more realistic shot because without Trent Williams, Daniil Hunter, the edge rusher of the Vikings, he can at least pressure Brock Purdy. And I don't know what happened in Cleveland to Brock Purdy. That was the first time he looked like a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback. Uh, but if we can pressure him, and the Vikings defense has looked good, albeit against very bad teams, the Bears and Panthers, if they can pressure Purdy, like you got to cause turnovers. And the offense, this is the big one. Because if the Niners are going to march up and down the field on offense... The Vikings need to keep up with them. And Kirk Cousins looked terrible against the Bears on sun last Sunday without Justin Jefferson. So if Justin Jefferson is making Kirk Cousins look this good, and he's not there against that Niner defense, I don't see a shot. I, I think it's a lot of short passes. Like I heard on one other podcast, the long ball is completely out of the question now for Cousins. Big time. There's no way he's throwing the ball long. And you can't stand in the pocket with that Niners rush coming at you. Yeah. With Bosa off the side, uh, your linebacker, like any blitzing you have, it's got to be short, intermediate. you got to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And Cousins will stand in the pocket, in my opinion, way too long, just asking for a strip set. Like, and here's another thing. Don't turn the ball over. We have not gone a game this year where we have not had a, a turnover. I forget when we had our first turn. The Vikings had their first turnover in the Bears game. But if it was in the first quarter, we have turned the ball over every game in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson will have a huge game. He'll, he'll be the safety valve for Cousins the entire time. Um, I probably will have already said this in my recording with Trav, but the Niners specifically Kyle Shanahan, have done really bad against Jim Schwartz of Cleveland's defensive coordinator. And that's probably one of the contributing factors along with the trap game and then being chided by Travis that this game was going to be so easy for the Niners to win. I just knew this was a trap game just from the start. Um, that being said, this game looks doable even with depleted work, depleted like off offense. There's going to be people that will fill in the gaps who knows if CMC doesn't play? It'll be either Mitchell or Jordan Mason. That should be fine. They'll be able to generate enough offense. 
Covering that spread, we'll see in a second. I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about it a little longer. It'll but, come down, yeah, yeah, to like, and again, those three guys, I mean, of those three we just mentioned with McCaffrey, Debo, and uh, Trent Williams, Trent Williams was the only one who came back and actually played in that uh, Cleveland game. Yeah, he came in to play just for Tech Purdy. Like, yeah. he, he, he was in a walking boot, which is another thing that scares me about him being available for this game. But like, he was there just to protect Purdy. It was kind of one of those games where, like, yeah. the uh, adrenaline of playing, like, took over where the pain wasn't there. It's was like, I got to go out and do my job. He has to do his job, protect his quarterback. And now yeah. it's, like, off. It's, like, that pain increases. And I, I think even with those three guys out, because I think Brandon Ayuk is a better weapon than uh, Debo. I know you guys use Debo in different ways, like running the ball. Oh, and, yeah. If... But Brandon Ayuk is more of a... Like, spreading it down the field kind of guy. And, again, your t- overall team, the Niners should win this game. Like, I don't think the Vikings have a chance. I'm going to go to a Vikings bar downtown. I just found this on, I was on Instagram. You're not going to Guava Beach? I'm no. not going to Guava Beach. I just, <laughs> this Viking bar downtown came on my Instagram all of a sudden like, hey, you might like this. And I'm going to go down there, talk to some of my people. Like, I'm going to go in there imagining envisioning a loss and what I, what I'm a, what I fear the most this is what I fear the most the Vikings are going to keep it close and then fuck it up at the end because that is the Minnesota Viking way and um, that's it Niners yeah. win this one and that's all I got to like say Niners about that if like if, if if I knew for a fact CMC wasn't playing but Debo was Debo would just slot as a as a like a power back and just yeah he would do that but we don't know. They might all still play, but we'll see. But yeah, I feel like it wasn't as, as high powerful as everyone was healthy. That would have been an amazing game. This. Let's end this segment with a skull. Can I get a skull on three? One, two, three. Skull! He actually said it, you guys. Uh, all right. You I'll can't prove anything. I'll be back next week. I feel dirty. Having scold. You should feel it. Yeah, I feel real, real dirty. Um, <laughs> anything else to add to that? Um, sorry it was so long, but yeah, anything to add to that? Yeah, no, uh, I don't think CMC plays this game. Um, every single status that I've seen from him so far, uh, he's dealing with, uh, he's not considered to be dealing with a long term injury, and he could be available for Monday night. Uh, that terminology usually means that he's probably not going to play Monday night. If they were smart, they wouldn't let him play. Uh, Trent Williams uh, was back to limited practice, it looks like. Uh, but he's day-to-day. Uh, Debo's day-to-day. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't see some of these guys playing. Uh, I think Debo could play, but we have it, enough. There's enough. I was going to say, I was going to take it back. Uh, Trent Williams avoided a high ankle sprain. Uh, which is what Saquon Barkley did, um, which is maybe what Trevor Lawrence did uh, with his knee injury by that point. Not the high ankle sprain, but, you know, like like an injury like that. If they were more confident about these players, then they would be a little more confident about these players right now. I, I don't feel confident with these players. Um, I feel like this is going to be another trap game for the 49ers. I have to change my pick. I know I had the 49ers winning covering. I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. To win? To cover? To win in, well, obviously cover by to that point. To win? Oh. Um, I don't even feel offended because I 
find that interesting. I um, I think the Vikings are fighting for their lives right now. The Niners know that they have like a, a little game behind them. I mean, if the Dolphins win on Sunday night, Mike, the, the, and the Niners go into Monday night, they're like, hey, we're still there. You are you are thrusting some uh, confidence in primetime Kirk Cousins in this game. I mean, I, I, I feel like the narrative has to change at some point. <laughs> he did prove it in that game on the quarterback show that he actually did win a primetime game. I mean, why? But I think that was a stipulation because I think it was a Christmas game or was it some kind of Thanksgiving? Was it why, why Saturday not, game? Why not Kirk Cousins right now? I mean, that that's all I'm saying is I mean, like, why why not give the shot to the team that really needs it? Um, I mean, like, even if you guys lose this game, like, you you're, you're still fine for the rest of the season. I I just don't. I don't know, man. I I believe in the Vikings this week. I believed in the last week, and I believe them again this week. Let's go. Let's go back in school. So I should add, uh, Chris uh, picked the Niners to win and cover. I picked the Niners to win and cover, though you gave me some things to think about right now. Um, Fernando picked the Niners to win and cover conditionally based on people being not hurt. I, I might might I might give myself a conditional one on that one yeah. as well. If CMC does end up playing, I don't think he will. But if he does end up playing this game... If I had to guess, I don't think he will. Then I think the Niners will... I feel like Debo has the best opportunity to play because I saw an interview where he thinks he's okay. He just had a stinger in his shoulder. That usually should go away within a week. That, that, that's the only reason why he went out. Trent Williams with that, high, that non-high ankle sprain... Little bit scary. We'll see how that. I mean, if Debo plays, Debo should have a hell of a game yeah. with CMC out at that point. Uh, also, if you have George Kittle, start him. He didn't have a good game last week, oh, but um, yes, there's going to be limited options. Um, and there we have that. So also this week we have six buys. This is a bye week caliber fantasy football: Panthers, Jets, Titans, Bengals, Cowboys, and Texans all on bye. No buys next week for some reason. I do not get that. Are you looking to make a hot take? Yeah, I'm going to make a hot take. All right. Make a hot take. Oh. Uh, I'm going I'm to use the uh, the Pico Rico hot sauce. That's like little. Well, let's use it. That's the uh, this little pizza hot sauce. It's not going to burn our burn our, burn our tongues or anything. It's really spicy. Tastes really good on a pizza. Um, mm. Ooh, okay. Hot takes. Um, I would think the uh, yeah, I don't know what a hot take really, honestly. My hot take once again is gonna be uh, Gardner Minshew uh, throws for we'll say three touchdowns in this game against the the Browns and uh, proves that the Browns defense uh, is not the greatest defense. I know they're really good, but proves that they're not the greatest defense. And uh, the Colts will uh, continue to uh, kind of nip at the heels of the Jags. This is probably like almost like a hot take or a comment you made earlier. But uh, Jordan Love, I feel, will make uh, like three touchdowns for Jordan Love. Mm. Hey, we do have to say uh, Chris's hot take of the week. Um, I hope he's chugging <laughs> some hot sauce on this one. Is that the Panthers will not suffer a loss this week. It's a thinker. Think about it. But the Panthers are being bad. Yeah. Other than that, that should wrap us up for uh, week seven of Double Doinks and Sackles. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to say about this one? I feel like I was taught a lot of football today. Well, I really hope so. 
Uh, enjoy football this weekend, my friends. Uh, keep betting. If you guys want to contact me for the Verse app, the Verse app is where it's at. I've actually made money betting on fantasy football teams in our own league, as well as DraftKings. It feels dirty that you're doing that. <laughs> well, it feels dirty. It's never terrible if you're making money. By that point, uh, my name has been Travis. And I'm Jimmy G, the Skull Boy. And the only week I'll be the Skull Boy. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week for okay. all of our two listeners.